So I, I get, that's what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. I think self-made Rob must be on Wikipedia right now. I think if you're self-made, <laughs> like, like, like that's just a, when people use the terminology self-made, it's almost like, like a, a urban word. You know what I mean? Like a, like oh, a slang yeah. word. Like you don't hear a lot of people that are successful in business talking about I'm self-made. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a, uh, uh, that sounds like an album for Rick Ross. You know what I mean? Like, so I think I stick to what Nick is saying. Um, yes, to an extent, we can without over spiritualizing it. Yes, you can say self-made, but I think ultimately it's it's because you decided to make uh, the better of your decisions, the better oh, choices yeah. of your decisions. So, like, uh, we can call it whatever we want, but uh, just to me, self-made is like a poor, poor word, um, a poorly used word. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Trust the Process Podcast. Hashtag TTP, yours truly, Rob, the People's Plug Martin. Joined by always, the Reverend Nicholas Hollywood Edward Martin. What's up? What's up? And Mr. Irregular Strength, Mr. One in Seven Billion, Irregular Strength, Julius Maddox. What's up, guys? You sound holly, holly joyful and cheer. Why do I? Why do I feel like you just did an introduction like uh, like Eric Thomas now, like like on uh? It's just becoming more smoother. It's becoming more like it was in the man. same format. Yeah, it's becoming more smoother, man. I don't know. It's just it, it's becoming. You know, when you do something over and over and over, so it's smoother. A word, yeah. Rob. Though smoother is a is a definitely word. It went uh, down smoother. Yeah, it's a word. It was smoother. What would you call uh, it? Like the the drink went down a little smoother. No, the drink went down smooth. What if you was comparing it to or the you last was drink that went more down? more smooth? Uh, smoother. The drink went down smoother. Yeah, I would say smoother. Uh, I would say more smooth. The drink went down more smooth. Fact yeah. check. I guess Fact you check. could use it. You could probably use it both ways. Yeah, I guess so. I was playing Scrabble the other night. They they didn't know half the words I was using. <laughs> they, oh really? They was like, that's, they was like, that's about the only thing that came in handy when you was locked up. Probably you got good at Scrabble. <laughs> I'm gonna see. Uh, give me about uh, guys. Give me about two minutes. I'm gonna see if they let me. Uh, slide through this. Y'all go ahead and kick it off. I'm going to see if they let me slide through this bank. I'm listening. All right. I'm just no, no, you're good. Uh, All right. So, so Merry Christmas. This is our Christmas edition. Uh, how, how, how Christmas go? Christmas went good for me. Uh, blessed. Woke up with the family. Um, happy wife. Happy life. Happy daughter. Just got to spend time with family. Been relaxing around the house. I'm not had a lot of stuff to do, not rushing out every day, just kind of hanging out around the house and enjoying it. Man, yeah, just, that's uh, uh, that's what I went, that's what I did yesterday, man. I just, uh, I just hung out. I didn't have to be nowhere because most every day it's, you know, I got to do this, I got to do that. And I just took yesterday, like we didn't wake up super early, which our kids are older, so they're not up at five o'clock, um, you know, ready to go. Which they were still excited, but you know we slept in to about nine o'clock, 
and then just got up and took her time and hung out. And uh, <clears throat> it was pretty neat because, like, you know, we didn't get them, you know, 20 things apiece this year. I mean, which they got what they wanted, don't get me wrong. But this year we switched it up a little bit, and we really, like, condensed it down. Um, you know, we they got their original list. We went back to them and said, look, you know, not going to do all this, you know, like splurging. And it was hard on us because normally, like, we love to give our kids the things that they want. But, like, man, just uh, we've noticed that, you know, just taking a step back and looking at the situation, that it's not always good to get every single thing that you want. Uh, because when you really think about it, like, our kids have everything that they need and want and ever could desire. So if life just happens for them in a way to where they get everything at the drop of a dime, I think that we're truly doing the injustice to them, right? Because then they get, they almost become spoiled brats. Man, my kids be oh, fighting. Yeah, definitely. Let's, yeah. They get their stuff and they start fighting over who got what. They just compare each other's gifts. Yeah, man. Uh, Grayson got a PlayStation 4. And uh, uh, I think I heard Milo say, that's not fair. And I'm thinking, like, in my head, this is well, this is why, like, my Christmas mornings, uh, are kind of like bad because, or they put me in a sour mood is because, like I spent all this, we spent all this time and effort, money, you know, getting them whatever they want for Christmas. Not nothing too crazy, for the most part, but just getting what, get them what they want, and then on Christmas morning, you know, they get to comparing, and they're like, oh, he got more gifts than me, and all this stuff. So it's just like, at the end of the day, it just, I don't know, it just. Puts me in a bad mood, and I'm just like, it was oh, up I think to me. you just hit a word. You just hit an amazing word. You know that compare game. I think that even as adults, like we still find ourselves doing that still today, especially with social media, right? I mean, I guess yeah, but I wasn't. Whenever you told me what y'all got for Christmas, I wasn't comparing. You know what I got, and was like upset about it, and you know angry about it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm not saying that you're angry about it, but I think that we almost in a uh, like we don't realize that we're doing it. So Nick told me this the other night, like, Jonah is big on, you know, like, doing certain things. And I'm not certain. Rob, are you out of, are you by your Good? It's you. Nick. We can't, we can't hear you. Nick. We can't hear you. Hello? We can hear you now. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. My bad. Uh, but I was saying, I was saying, I was saying how you told me the other night about like Jonah, and you know, I understand like certain traditions, but a lot of people do things out of because they see somebody else do something, right? Oh yeah. So like how you told me like about the, uh, you know, like you can see, take uh, take a picture. So now you know you want to take a picture. Same thing we talked about like with the Christmas tree, do like how heaven did with the Christmas tree. Like, is there really something wrong with the Christmas tree or you don't want to take a picture and put it on social media so you think that you need a new tree? There was this one social worker and I guess Jonna was telling me like it really blew up and she was telling people um, the kind of anxiety social media does around the holidays for people that can't afford to get their kids gifts and you know, you're posting, you know, you got your your kids 50 gifts and they, you know, I would just say get off social media. But, uh, you know, they're looking at it like, man, I couldn't even afford to get my kid uh, 
you know, anything. And here it is. All my friends are posting, you know, their kids got everything they ever wanted and, 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 and didn't even, you know, need. So they, this social worker, I guess, blew up because she was like saying, don't post, you know, your pictures or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I ain't, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it just, to me, Christmas isn't what a true understanding of Christmas is nowadays. Oh, yeah, we were completely you know? away from it. So it's just, uh, it's very frustrating. Like, like you said, like she was talking about, it is super stressful because, like, all of us, I don't know about Amy, but I know my wife and Nick's wife, they are consumed, they love to consume. So, meaning they love to go and just buy stuff. I mean, I think that's wives in general. I mean, if they were, I said, kids, you not. If I had a, a $5,000 limit on, like, being able to go and buy Christmas presents, I promise you, they overspend to spend six thousand. Oh yeah, definitely. And there would be to them, it would be a great excuse. Like there would be a great reason why they had to do that. Like or why yeah. they like that that was a good you know reason to do that. So um, it's just man, I tell you what, it's a headache, man. I, I was telling Bella, I was like, you know, Bella, when I was a kid, like I didn't have, I don't, I couldn't tell you like one birthday party I had. Um, like, I remember Christmas where we just got, you know, jackets. And we went down to the uh, sports center and got, you know, the toy in the fruit basket or whatever. And uh, she was like, well, how was you happy? And I was, you know, I was just like, we was just happy. Like, Nick, I, I remember one time, though, whenever I called you, and I was like, Nick, what'd, y'all, what'd you get? I got I got a video camera. I got this. He was like, man, I'm mad. <laughs> what are you talking about? He was like, man, I got some socks on a checkerboard. <laughs> and I remember, like, seriously, I remember that exact moment of, like, thinking, man, like, my parents do whatever they can do for me. I'm, I'm, I was grateful for one time, for the first time in my life. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I, I heard what you said. What Nick got. Yeah. I do. I do think it's a blessing to be able to go and get our kids stuff. But at the same time, like I told John, I'm not just because it's a, a day and they the world tells you like they need this and this. It's like I don't have to go out and buy Bella stuff that she doesn't need because the world tells you they need to open up 30, 40 presents. I said, I'm going to buy her, you know, a few things. I couldn't tell you like anything big she got. I was like, I'm going to buy her a few things and we're going to go with it. And uh, we went with it, and Jonna, you know what she did? She seen another picture on Facebook, and she was like, it don't look like Bella got that much, did she? And I was like, <laughs> man, I, I was like, I couldn't tell you one thing that Bella doesn't have, like, that she has asked for, you know, in her life. And But because the world tells you, you know, oh, it's Christmas, and they need to, that react, you know, that reaction, and now you got to videotape the reaction of the kids seeing the presents. It's just ridiculous, I think. No, yeah, I mean, like, like it's the comparing ahead, game. So, like, I, I mean, I was grateful whenever, you know, I would see them, and they're like, oh, my gosh, look at this. I wanted this. And I'm like, man, it feels good to be in a position to be able to, you know, buy my kids. Because, I mean, it wasn't long ago. I love it, yeah. You know, where me and Rob was in a position, Nick don't know about this, to where we couldn't get our kids uh, stuff for Christmas. Yeah, I do. Nick, when? 
I've had to borrow money. But you knew that there was a let Nick. No doubt in your mind, you knew that if if there's something you couldn't do, oh, that, yeah. like your in laws was gonna step up. Oh, Somebody yeah. was gonna step up mm-hmm. in a major way. But that's I mean, the, but that's the thing though. Like, what if Christmas didn't come? Like, does it all of a sudden take away that you know? And this is what parents feel, and this is why I hate about it. Like, what if you couldn't afford but two things for your kid? Does that mean you don't love them? That you failed? Man, they yeah. they they got lights on. They got a they got a roof. They got food. Like, yeah, you know, you know. No, that's I what that. I hate. That that's what I hate that it's turned into is, if you don't go spend a thousand dollars or more, then you feel like a failure as a parent. Yeah. And I just hate that as a society. That it's like, what are we telling our kids? Of <sighs> you know, here you go. Just get whatever you want. Now, you know, another yeah. thing, too, it blessed me even more was um, the regular strength brand got to uh, bless a family, a uh, little boy and a little girl for Christmas this year. And like, we don't we don't want to tell nobody about it. We're not posting no pictures on Facebook. Um, but, you know, just being able to help somebody, you know, especially what the reason why I'm not, I know the circumstances may suck, but, um, you know, the the dad is in prison. And the mom is out in drug addiction, running running the streets. And it's like, I remember what it was like when somebody helped me out whenever I was in jail and I realized it. And But that in itself, just being able to help somebody, help a, gra- a struggling grandmother, I, I, that, oh, that's yeah. what made my Christmas this year. Oh, yeah, not. that's what it's about. That's exactly what it's about right there, man. I told John I want to more go to, like, Christmas traditions and stuff. That we do as a family. You know, I mean, I hear stories of like where grandmas passed it down. You know, what we do that because grandma, we always went to grandma's and, you know, we made cookies the night before. I was like, man, we ain't got no tradition. <laughs> well, let's start doing that. Let's start making, let's start making, uh, we should get our families together and do it like a battle of cookies. Who makes yeah. the best cookies? Stuff like that. Can, every year. We can do this every year. Just meet up for an hour. Just yeah. hang out and have milk and cookies and you know, uh, set uh, get some cookies ready for Santa, like a little care package, and then go our separate ways. Just something we can do every year. Oh yeah, no, that's what I want to start doing. That 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 traditions because I mean, do you even re- so even though your mom provided and everything, do you even remember like gifts that you got when you was a kid? Uh, I remember one time I got a ra- a race a, a railroad like one of those trains that smoked. Yeah. I remember I got one of those when I was a kid. Um, the Red Power I mean, Ranger gloves. The, the it, Red Power Ranger gloves for my birthday. But it more so meant uh, like okay. that your mom, you know, provided for you. It ain't even. Oh the yeah, really, yeah. Man. No, I, like it was. It was a blessing. But I, I just I know that one at one point in time, like it, like by my mom them doing the best they could and buying us whatever when we were kids, and then when we fell on hard times when my dad wasn't working and my dad was going through what he was going through. Um, it kind of set us up because Christmas wasn't the same anymore. You know, we could only get a few things here and there, and it just, it, just to be honest, it sucked. You know, um, but my mom always made up for it. But still, it, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't cool. I mean, I, I thought at that time it wasn't cool. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is, man. Like, I was grateful. You know, one thing we did for family – Every year we went, we we met up twice, and one was my aunt's house. 
So we met up yeah. at both aunt's house and, and, and we did that every single year. I mean, I'm talking like 30 of our family, 30 of our family members, cousins, aunts, uncles, even my godfather. You know, my godfather's name is Garcia. That's, that's who I'm, why I'm named Garcia. Really? Every, yeah. Every you ever year see he, him? Yeah, no, I, I don't know if he's dead or what. He, he got, I think he got the, he went back, to, he went back home, but he worked for like GE. But I promise you, every year he would give me $200 bills. I didn't care how old I was. Wow. Every year. Man. So, so I mean, what type of godfather I need. Man, this was back oh, in the day. Don't man, Rob What's, got father-in-law, so they handing they handing out cash, cash. Man, yeah, yeah, you getting that today? What are you talking about, Rob? Yeah, <laughs> talking about All this right. what I need. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it was just something that we did, you know. Like my dad always cooked. It's something we knew every year. But like since my dad's died, it's been a little bit. It's been different. You know, um, usually well, I think what it is now, dude, is I think that, that we get the opportunity to start these traditions with our kids. So like we was talking about with Thanksgiving, like our kids are going to know and begin to live in this place where they know that we go over to mom's and dad's house. And we're going to probably do that for the next 20 years. And I think there's comes a time when they're going to start doing that thing, you know, those things with their kids. But like. Our tradition is going to be they come to our house with our grandkids. Yeah, like, and I get no, I get that, kids. and that's what I'm saying. But like nowadays, it's like now that our grandparents have died. Think about it: when your grandparents are out of the picture, like we never family, had grandparents. See, no. uh, see, so like in, in most families, like when you have grandparents, your grandparents is the one that because they're all oh, about yeah. family. That's what's so crazy, Jew, is like we. I was uh, thinking about like when we was growing up, like we really didn't have like aunts and uncles grandparents that we had like real you know physical relationships with and i'm yeah. like man i wonder what it's like to be able to go over and hang out with like with your granddad like we went to our uh grandfather's who lived in ohio who we met when we was you know 12 13 years old and we got to spend a summer with him um and i'm thankful for that but outside of that like there really wasn't that you know what i'm saying yeah but yeah uh, i think we, a lot we lived it up i think a lot of christmas is has just turned into like the compare the compare game. Uh, social media really backs that, really pushes that agenda, and it's like, look, this is what we're doing. This is what we are. We're, this is cool. You know, this is cute. look at how cute our family is. So that then you know you your family takes that, and then it's like, well, we need to do that too because in order for our family to be cute, we need to do what this family did. And man, this just went totally away from what it is about. Um, but one thing that I truly love to do with my family is. Um, on Christmas Eve, I sit down and I read them. Huh? Uh, no, it was. Oh, uh, go ahead, Rob. I'm listening. Well, I sit every Christmas Eve. I sit the family down. Um, I read them the Christmas story. Uh, you know, it was the night before Christmas. Uh, but then after that, I read them the true Christmas story, and I read them, uh, you know, the story of the birth of uh, Jesus um, out of the Book of Luke. And we sit down and we pray together. We hold hands, and man, I just really want to push it into them man that you know yeah the presents are good um you know the 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 christmas lights are shiny and all that is great and i do love this time of year but the main reason for this is to celebrate the birth of our savior yeah jesus jesus is just like a side note to christmas now i think oh yeah it is it is it's everything else comes first and he just kind of gets pushed to the side when it all originates as the birth of jesus and and that's why people are supposed to celebrate it, man. And it's just uh, culture has really just gone away with that. Yeah. 
No, I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. Man, but I am blessed. I did realize how blessed, like, that we really are, man, to be able to. I was telling Nick yesterday, like, man, I just take pride in being able to provide, uh, man, to see my kid's face, especially my nine-year-old Chloe. She's so fun shopping for because she don't put, like, these. I'm telling you, I could get I could get her a, sho- a pair of shoes from Payless, and I'm having to get my, my myself and my mind out of that frame. Like, she has to have this. She has to have this. Like, if she wants a pair of shoes from Payless because they're cute, who am I to say that she can't wear them? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to put these, put this expectation on her to where she has to have a certain type of anything to be herself. You know what I'm saying? Like, we seen some JoJo Siwa uh, shoes at Walmart, and I was like, man, I bet she would love them. You know what I mean? Like, and they're not nothing special. They're like, they was like $10. But it's just the culture has taught us that, like, you got to have the newest Jordans. You got to have the newest shoes. Um... But anyway, so I take I really take a, a very high level of pride in being able to uh, to just give my family, you know, the things that they want. And um, like every oh. year I, I do it to myself and I even go above and beyond. And two days leading up to Christmas, I'm like, well, do they have enough? And uh, like but this year I really worked on getting out of that mindset. Um, Ain't that I, crazy, though, when you question, like, do they have enough? Man. Go look in their rooms. <laughs> no, what's so crazy is thinking about the parents that didn't get their kids anything. Like that a kid didn't get, that, that's what blows my mind. It kills me is that a kid did not get absolutely anything. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, it's, like, it's heartbreaking. But, the, you, think but I bet, should, uh, you know what? I, I, bet, they're, I bet they're like, happy. I bet they're happy and grateful for the things that they do have. Don't you think it should motivate? Like, I don't. It's how I think it should motivate uh, us to make sure that no kid goes without uh, yeah. anything. If we could do that, like, I mean, like, even if it's a toy, just one gift, that would be awesome. If we could make one, that. I, one thing I, I think, hate is, you know, because a lot of people think, and, you know, well, their parents should be able to, you know, give their kids gifts. They should work or, you know, but, man, I, I always hurt for kids because it, it's not the kid's fault. You know, whatever the reason why their parents can't can't get them gifts, it's it's not the kid's fault. So, the church, the you know, we should uh we should definitely try to help out where we can. Well, I think this is what we should do instead of waiting until the month of December to get something like that started. Like start that six months ahead, and you know, or whatever. Just for instance, we could do like in a regular string boy drive where we get a group of people. That say I want to be a part of this and donate to this, you know. That way, you know, two months leading up to it, we already have the families that are, you know, lined up. We already have the kids that are lined up, so we're able to to actually do that. But I still do our part though too, because there's thousands of people that want to do those things. They just don't know how to do them, or they yeah. don't have an outlet to be able to do it. And I said that's a great idea. Oh, oh man. So let's uh let's get into it. I am um. Tomorrow, I'm taking my wife. It's my wife's birthday. Happy birthday. And we are going to Gatlinburg. Going to go spend the weekend uh, um, in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which I'm excited about. I've never been there. I always heard that it was nice. Jude, you ever been there? Yeah. No, 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 no. I've been through there, but I haven't been in there. Man, I I looked at that drive. It's five hours long. I thought it was like two hours away. What are you taking the truck? 
Yeah. I mean, you just trying you trying to put all the miles on it. <laughs> I mean, Nick, Jude, he's trying, Jude, look, he's trying, you got a list of that uh two ten. It's gonna be two sixty. Man, it's gonna be two sixty by I might have to give you a Lexus to drive, man. I mean, dang. Trust the process. No, it's good okay. to go. All right. Well, I'll hear it. Because the price is good. I'm trying to raise I'm trying to I'm trying to raise the price, not lower the price. <laughs> it don't lower the value, I promise you. Okay. Just say well, just say hi- highway miles. Yeah, that's yeah, how you look. That's I, how, it, it's that's, right on the verge now, Nick. That's how they get you. <laughs> no, that's a strong running truck though. It is. It's a great running truck, man. Um, and that's what I was telling you. You can't pay for dependability. Like, man, when you know a vehicle's ready to go, man. All right. So, um, New Year's right around the corner, 2020. What y'all think about it? Man, it's about to go down, man. We we trying to crank it up in 2020. It is. I'm going to tell you what, Juke. got the juice, man. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, like, I'm ready to embrace this new season. Uh, kind of counting down the days before I leave my job. But I'm, I'm just saying it right now. Like I ain't gonna be one of them type of dudes that just sit in the house. Man, please like, don't wife, get man, like man, Nick, because Nick, man, look. Nick sounds, Nick sounds sluggish, man. Please don't get like that. He only been gone for three days. Man, he's tired right now. He's ready to take a nap. <laughs> I got. I had a plan. I'm taking a week off to. I call it deload. Like Jew always says, you gotta, you gotta deload for. You yeah, know. Oh, you, you using that and now? Then, Decompress. Yeah, then, yeah, then after that, I'm full force. January 1st, I'm I'm full force. You sound like you just woke up or you about to go to sleep. No, I got a cold. <laughs> oh, you've been sick, huh? Yeah, I think I got strep throat or I think I got something, strep throat or something. It don't, ain't stop, got time to be- it don't stop nothing, though. Oh, it don't stop nothing? Nah. Grind don't can't stop. stop. Yeah, can't stop, won't stop. Man, All right, what was but, that uh, question I asked you about, Nick, earlier that we we got into a conversation about? Um, what was the question? That would have been a great. Uh, I, I know. We, I know we're supposed to talk about which is a which is an amazing subject. The meat of the of it all. All right, um, let's get into is it. The, uh, is the uh, the whole idea around uh, being self made? Yeah, let's get into it. You're the host. All right. So yeah. So uh so how, how do y'all feel about the term or uh the slogan self made? Self made. That sounds He's like an ex drug dealer. Man, don't it? What do you think, Joe? I heard it all right, so this all stemmed from a quote. Uh I read it or I heard it the other day. And it said, Everyone is self made. Only successful people will admit it. Nigga, I, sent su- it out to- <laughs> I can't really say the word. It's successful. All right, successful. They're the only ones that admit that they're self-made. And I sent it out to you and Rob, and he said, I just hate the term self-made. And I do understand that. But I would say, like, you are a makeup. You know, of course, with God, you can't wake up without God. You know, you can't breathe but without God. But self-made people don't say that. You can't breathe without yeah. God give, giving you I, Do you Do you hear Warren Buffett ever say, man, I'm self-made? I but is he? A... But is he? No. Oh. He's not? No. I, 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 I believe 
believe that he took the ability and the willpower that God gave him to do what he does on a daily basis. Therefore, his life is a result of the choices and decision he's made. But for somebody to stand up and proclaim that I am self-made pushes God completely. I think out of I think equation. we're we're talking about two different subjects here. So Self, without over without over spiritualizing it. That's what I'm so, talking about. Like, go ahead, Nick. Can you be self-made? So with this book was a hit with this book, or I forgot what I either heard it or read it. It said basically that you are if you're broke. It's because of the decisions you make. If yeah, you're, I agree. If, I agree if, you, if you're wealthy, it's because of the decisions you make. If you're healthy, it's because of what you decide to eat. If you're unhealthy, it's because you don't exercise. You don't have yes. discipline. You don't. Uh, eat we the get right it. Thing. I get it, Nick. I so think... in a sense, yeah, of course. Like, and I think that's where we can over spiritualize it and say, like, yeah, man, without God, I, none of this is possible. And I do agree, but I also agree with the the thought of. You are the decisions you make. And so if you if you see your finances, like if you don't work out, you're not going to go break the record. No, absolutely not. All right. So I, I get, that's what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. I think self-made, Rob must be on Wikipedia right now. I think if you're self-made, <laughs> like, like, like that's just a, when people use the terminology self-made, it's almost like, like, uh, a urban word, you know what I mean? Like a, like oh, a slang yeah. word. Like you don't hear a lot of people that are successful in business talk about I'm self-made. Mm -mm. That sounds like a uh, uh, that sounds like an album for Rick Ross. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like so, I, I think I stick to what Nick is saying. Um, yes, to an extent, we can without over spiritualizing it. Yes, you can say self-made, but I think ultimately it's it's because you decided to make. Uh, the better uh, of your decisions, the better oh, choices yeah. of your decisions. So, like, uh, we can call it whatever we want, but uh, just to me, self-made is like a poor, poor word, um, a poorly used word. Uh, self-made sounds like, I don't know. To me, it just sounds too like um, can't think of the word I'm looking for, but it just doesn't. It I don't know. It doesn't sound uh, 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 appealing or or. Or anything like that. It makes me think of like it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Dealing. Yeah, it does. So, Joe, I Rob, I read this book. It's called The Rich Man in Babylon, and basically, what it the richest man in Babylon, and basically what it said was, um, you are the difference between you know uh, people that had gold and the people that didn't have gold was what they did with the money they received. So there was no difference in, like, they all had opportunity. They all had opportunity to make gold. But the difference in the guy that was wealthy and the guy that was begging on the streets was the decisions they made when they, uh, when they made money. One invested yeah. it, and one went and spent it at the market every time he made it. We can go back to this from a month that's ago. That's where I come from, is like, you can't, so like me, new year, new me, like, it's not going to be a new year, new you, if you don't put no work into it. Yeah, you should start be, you should be doing it now. Yeah. Instead of waiting for the new year to come. No, this is the same thing we talked about a few months ago when we were talking about uh, Paris Hilton and, not Paris Hilton, but uh, what's the other one? Kardashian. Kim Jenner. Jenner. Oh, Jenner. Yeah. oh Kylie. Kim Kardashian yeah. and Kylie Jenner. Um, when Rob said that she didn't, she didn't work hard to put it. For that billion dollars, but uh, um, like 
what if you come for money? You can't claim to be self-made if you come for money. That's exactly what I was saying. Her head start was so great that the probability of her winning was 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 probably inevitable. So if you make, if no, you I make wouldn't say couple, inevitable though, because there's been plenty of people. It's even biblical where where uh, oh yeah, who squandered son, away, like, people yeah, squandered away that. every day. I know. Listen, I know a guy who got his inheritance early at the age of 25. He he got a he got over a million dollars, and was broke by 26. Oh yeah. yeah, and that's why you can't say like, yeah, she got a head start. You know, she had more opportunity. But like what Juice said is, what did she do with the opportunity that she was given? So basically, she took it and took it further. So you can't say that she was just lucky or she did this. Like she did a good job with what she was given. Yeah, it was just on a larger scale. Then you could have did that with a thousand or ten thousand dollars, but. We chose not to do it. You know, she just did it on a much larger scale. It still there was the same work she had to put in. Agree. I agree. Rob, Rob what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I would say that. When I, you I, say, oh, my bad. When you take <laughs> it off your when when you take it off yourself, though, I think it gives you that excuse of, well, the cards just didn't fall in my favor or – well, she just had a better opportunity than me. Or, well, you know, like, I'm just a, uh, I'm unlucky, you know. I just have bad genes. I just well, came uh, from a I bad family. To, I think it comes down to just like, so, uh, you know, like Nick said, we're reading that book, The Richest Man in Babylon. What he said was, you can't call it luck um, when I made the right decision with the few coins that I was given. Because when you begin to make uh, those small decision for some reason money begins to come to you instead of you having to go out and look for it which basically means that you're ready for the opportunity when it presents itself so you can um you know you can look at somebody else and say you know they get all the the good breaks or they get all the opportunity but if they wasn't ready for that first opportunity that wouldn't have set them up for the second opportunity i agree oh yeah it just oh. all starts out like right. I'm I would say to... that your life is a culmination of of the of your. I told Nick, I said, look, your life today looks like the past fifteen to twenty decisions that you've made, and tomorrow will be the same. Yeah. So if you got a big belly like me, like that was a a culmination of going out to eat, eating fast food, eating f greasy food, eating food that I shouldn't eat. And the difference between, you know, when you have a big, you know, stomach or whatever, and when you have a six-pack, the guy that had a six-pack is a makeup of the decisions and choices he made of what yeah, he ate, of the, work he, of the work he put in. Oh, yeah. Self-made is an adjective, and the definition of it is made by oneself. Self-made man is a classic phrase coined on February 2nd, 1832 by Henry Clay in the United States Senate to describe individuals whose success lay within the individuals themselves, not with outside conditions. So basically, they did it all, they created it all, um, and it's all by the work of their hand. And I, uh, I understand what people mean when they say that they are self-made. That means that they made a decision one day to do something about the way that their life was going. They wanted something different, so they started making different decisions. Now, within that, um, 
for someone like me to say that I'm self-made and I'm not trying to spiritualize it at all, but I don't believe that we do. Yes, we do have free will to do certain things, but I don't believe that we do anything outside of God and say that we did it and he still get credit, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think God gets all the glory and, uh, but at the same time, I think we work. So God no, gets that's all what the it glory. Is. So God gets the glory from Jew steadily going to the gym, strengthening, making the decision and choices to strengthen his body. And God, God does get the glory from that. So Jew can say, man, because of the decision I made. Uh, um, but at the same time, there was a point in Jew's life where he had to reach out to something greater than himself. So Jew, you're in the weightlifting world. Are you on here? Yeah. You're on the weightlifting world. Do you think out of 7 billion people that there's really nobody that is stronger than you in the bench press? That oh, they I'm sure. So that's I like heard saying there's, there, there, That's like saying that, like, um, you know, there's not a the, – the greatest rapper is not out there. What it is, our, they, they haven't tapped into it. Or, like, there's a better basketball player – Maybe probably in prison or on the streets that could probably be in the NBA, right? Easily, yeah. But what it is is, and that's where I think of self-made is the decisions that he made led him either not to the NBA. He might have. There's people out there that probably have the same talent as you know LeBron James. Yeah. The difference is LeBron James put in the work. He was a he's a you know culmination of everything he's put in. So when he puts up a thousand, they said like Dirk Nowinski, LeBron and them, they said before they leave the gym, they'll make a thousand shots, not shoot a thousand, like they make them and they won't leave the gym until they do that. And the difference in them, you can't just say it's luck. It's a lot of work and sweat and tears put in. But yes, of course, it's all God. Like we can't never discount that. But also at the same time, are you putting in the work and are you putting in the effort to uh, reach your goals? So new, and that's what it's a good. We're talking about this to our listeners because it's if it's going to be a new year, new you. What are the what are the habits you're going to make? They say like like Jew Jew understands this. Like the gym will be full in the next two months, right? Oh yeah. And then how quick does it fall out? Like, when it, when do you see the well, I mean, decline? after, you know, you typically, the first two months, it's all good. The first couple of weeks, it's all good. Uh, well, first couple of weeks, first two months, it's all good. Then you start to see around March, April, um, even, even toward the end of February, it starts to die down. And that's 60 days. Like, 60 days later, it starts to die off. Yeah. Because I believe that, look, if, if there is not a true heart change, a true um, a mindset shift, then ain't nothing going to change. You, you're, you can try, try to change as much as you want, but if you don't have that desire in your heart to, like, I want something different and I'm willing to wake up every day and go get it, nothing's going to change. Like they say, well, nothing, I changes, think, nothing changes. Yeah, I think the desire can be there. Like, I desire to be skinny. Oh, yeah, yeah, But, yeah. but I, am I, I willing, am I willing yeah. to go the lengths that it takes? To yeah, desire be is just disciplined. potential. Um, I think desire is just another word for dreams. And a dream without like, action is not Yeah, that's it, man. So, like, you can desire to want to be skinny. You can desire to want to, like, have a lifestyle that, that, that 
you know, a healthy lifestyle and all these different things. But if you don't have the willingness to, to go through the hard days to, you know, wake up in the morning and prep your food out to um, and even we can even we can even go to the, the links of uh, outside of the gym of saying, like, you say you want you want a degree, but you got a full time job, and you got a family. So how bad do you want it? Are you willing yeah, to wake man, up? and get your homework done early in the morning? Are you willing to sacrifice whenever you get off work to go to class? Are you willing to do these things? Yeah. That's been our problem our whole life is we had a desire to be different. We had a desire to do, want to do That's right. That's it. I told Nick last night the same thing. Yeah, we've always, but always had desires. We wasn't willing to go through what it took, put in the hard work to get to where we needed to be. And I think ultimately it's because we did not have a vision. The reason why people fall out from the gym is what is what me and Rob are going to really work on this year. The reason why people don't maintain and stay in the gym is because they have nothing to follow. There's no direction. There's no vision. When a person has a vision, something mapped out for them, for example, the, pro the progression of me getting to this world record, if I wouldn't have had my coach laying, every, laying the blueprint out calling me and making sure that I'm, I'm keeping up with my worksheets and I'm doing my workouts, I wouldn't be where I'm at today because when it's left up to me, am I, then that's one of the reasons why we have to have accountability, have a group of people, oh, somebody who's, who's, yeah. who's, who's in your life and, and pushing you to be great. So another, another nugget is, Hey guys, surround yourself with lions, man. You have to, if, if, if you are wanting to be different, and, and start turn over a new leaf and start and leave a lead and live a different life. Well, you got you got to surround yourself with with uh, with the kings of the jungle, man. Yeah, so, I think it's so. I'll go ahead. So therefore, um, we have to start getting uh, in position and living it out. Understanding that, like Nick always says, that this isn't just a phase this is a lifestyle change and we got to change our whole lifestyle and mind beginning with the mindset i think it's so easy to start stuff you know you could start a million things and you can hype yourself up and you, you could go buy all the gear but what's going to separate you is that three months that four months that five months you know somebody asked me yesterday they was like are you still on keto and i was like no nah, i wouldn't call it i'm on keto but i still don't eat bread or drink sugar and it's more than keto. It was a lifestyle for me. It was, I didn't want to be diabetic. So I cut bread and sugar out of my life. So I yeah. don't drink, I don't drink sodas and I don't eat, I don't eat bread and I don't even I, have to think about it anymore. It's just a part of my life. This is why I hate being at home because I, I was at home earlier and just sitting there. And I, I woke up this morning thinking like, I'm not drinking any Cokes today, but because there was Cokes, and I'm just sitting there on the couch out of boredom. I see that I see that cold that cold Dr. Pepper in the fridge with the crisp at the top of it. Man, you knew what, you knew oh, what time it was. You wanted to it's try discipline. I seen some 23 flavors. Man. Well, that's the problem. Right. So but my first thought was I need to get these cokes after they was left at my house last night and pour them down the sink. Yeah. Oh yeah. So look it's what you do. So it's what you do. Yeah, it's what you do with, with... Go ahead, So Nate. you had you had the decision last night, right? So what happened was you was a makeup of the choice you made. You knew 
when you didn't pour it down the sink that you was gonna you was gonna smack one if you didn't, right? Yep. And you didn't pour it down the sink. So we like to hold on to stuff. We don't like to let it go. We, you know, we don't like to clean out our uh the candy drawer. We like to, you know, we just like to have a stash just in case. And you know what, what I was thinking too? Know, no, you're right. What? Because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, um, it hit me because I was sitting there obsessing over it. I was on the couch watching TV and I'm like, man, I know that Dr. Pepper is good. It was, you know, it's at the best point when it's half gone Whew. and it's lost some of the. <laughs> It's lost. Awesome. Heard Look, I was thinking about it. That's how bad it was. I was thinking about it. It was like half gone, and, and like where all the carbonation is like out of it a little bit. And, I'm gonna tell um, you what this sounds like, dude. This sounds just like sin. Oh, it does sound like sin, and I'm obsessing that, that, over it. That's what sin does. When it's sin, yeah. it lingers. You think about it. All it does is just get stronger and stronger and stronger. And it looks more appealing and more appealing and more enticing. And then you start justifying it to yourself of like, oh, man, it ain't going to hurt nothing to have one drink. Oh, man, you can't just have one drink of Dr. Pepper. I'm 23 flavors. When it starts hitting your mouth, them taste buds start going off. They start going crazy. A two-liter becomes a 20-ounce real quick, and you start just one-handing that thing, man, you just throw it back. That's nutty bar. I ate a nutty bar the other day. I was at my mother-in-law's. Man, it wasn't it wasn't three minutes later. I was like, "Well, I, I went in. I might as well just go grab another one." <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the same thing. What I thought. Lifestyle change. He said he had I a did, lifestyle bro. change. And ate a nutty bar in the same sentence. He fell. No, he, yeah, I got back up. He fell short. <laughs> but look, that's <laughs> where that's, look. That's where learning yourself at though. Like that's why at my house we don't have snack cakes. Me, we, we, buy, we, yeah, we, we bought we one box, and they're gone that same day. You buy nutty bars at my house, I'm going to wake up. It's going to be one of them nights. I'll wake up, I can't sleep, and this is going to be about call- it, ain't you? It's going to wow. be calling my name. Man. So you, hey. you know, you, that's why accountability is so important, Rob and Jew. Like, and that's what Jew and Rob was, that's what both of y'all was saying. And, you know, that's what the listeners, like, you cannot do this life alone. Man. Because left to ourselves. We're going to grab the Dr. Pepper every time. You get your head knocked off. That's right, man. You know, I just realized that this is the last episode of 2019 that we will do. And just looking back on it, man. Man, we're looking back on it from where we first started. Like, it's becoming second nature. So that's why when you said, like, the intro sounded like, you know, just because it's it's second nature now. Because I don't have to think about it when I say it. I don't have to try to put it together or piece it together and make it sound good. It just rolls out because it's what we've done consistently week in and week out. Like, even if we got to move the time where we record it, even if we got to figure something out to get it out, like, even if it's halfway put together, like, we still say that we're going to do it no matter what, Um, even if things come up, man. And I think that because we made the decision to consistently do that, to consistently do that, like, consistently we put out a podcast every single week and people listen to it. And it's pretty neat just looking back on it, especially going into 2020. That's what I want to talk about next. Um, You know, like some real tangible goals. Um, So like for 2020, for me, like I don't want to change nothing drastic. Instead of looking out, I want to look in and say, man, where can I get better at in the everyday like routine of my life? And one big thing for me, and I was talking to Nick, you just kind of said it a second ago. Like if you're talking about wanting to do something extra with your life, but yet you work a full-time job and 
you uh, you you do this and you do that. Like, what is the answer to the problem? The answer to the problem is creating more hours in the day for yourself. So for me, it's really hard to try to find time to go to the gym. So what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to sacrifice sleeping in those extra hours, get up, go to the gym early, and get it knocked out. Because, you know, when you're a father and you got a family and you're a part of so many things going on, it's hard to squeeze in that time. You know what it's like. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's what separates and I'm not saying that you can't be successful by living just an ordinary life, waking up, sleeping in and going to bed whenever you want to. But I don't believe that successful people are successful just by living so nonchalant. So, like, I'm really going to start. By accident. No, it's not an accident. It's yeah. very purposeful. I told Nick last night, like, look, I think the way that we win is we go ahead of ourselves and prepare like so like for tomorrow. If, I'm, if I want to get up early, that means I'm going to have to set my coffee for a certain time. You know, for whatever time I want to get up early, I'm going to have to get my gym clothes ready. I'm going to have to get my work clothes ready. And all I'm doing is preparing myself for success. So the next thing I have, so I have the desire, I take a step, I put action behind it, and then I have to discipline myself and really do it. So I want you guys to hold me accountable. Like, man, I, I don't, I have to be a man of discipline. If not, then my life will just look like a big accident. You know what I'm saying? Just like Nick said. So I don't want it to be that way. So I want to really crunch down and like, man, if I, I want to get up at like four o'clock in the morning because I have to give myself those extra hours. My life is demanding of it. Like, I don't want I don't want to say I want my life to change, but then try to fit in going to the gym and, and eating dinner with my family. Like you can't combine those two things. It don't work like that. One is going to starve out the other. So I'm really going to work on discipline myself. Even if I have to go to bed early, I am going to have to go to bed earlier because there's no way I can go to sleep at 11 and 12 o'clock at night and expect to get up at four o'clock in the morning. It's just not going to happen. That's that's insanity. Man, I'm just I'm just thinking you better keep, you better have the same energy uh, in April. That's why I'm telling you guys to help me hold me accountable because like it's going to happen with small steps. So it's really Joe, not the point of just getting up. Like, I'm going to have to prepare myself to go to bed earlier to be able to get up. Yeah. How many times you. could you have gave yourself an out on gym day? Oh, man. Like, man, I really there's need times, to go there's home. T- there's times I actually did it. But I think by the grace of God, you know, uh, he's helped me uh, be consistent more than um, more times that I was flaking out, you know. There's oh, some yeah. days where uh, you probably just had to decide, like, look, I'm going. Oh, yeah, there's like, some days where I was in there, and it, I actually had to sit down at the in the gym for 30 minutes just to, like, you know, get to the point to where I, I get up and start oh, yeah, lifting doing weights. Something. So, but, like, I just sat I'll in there just this. to get motivated. Oh, yeah. I will tell you this, though. And, uh, like, me and they talked about this last night, too. One thing I'm going to have to do is just – do it just like Nike says. If I if I give myself to think about it, even for a second. So like this morning, I woke up at like five o'clock, and I was like, "Man, I ain't got my gym card yet. Like I just can't go." So like I'm going to have to not even give myself time to think about it. I'm gonna have to just do it because if I just do it and I just go to the gym, it's not like I'm just gonna go to the gym and just sit around and go back to sleep at the gym. Like I'm gonna have to do something, and I have to eliminate that time to where I give myself a second thought 
of being like, oh, well, you can just lay back down for a second. You know what I'm saying? Because every time I lay back down for a second, oh, it's a wrap. So the, what they say is you cannot jump and actually jump at the same time because that thought of jumping, that fear that, that it puts in you of the thought of, oh, man, this is so high up or I wonder how it's going to feel when I hit the water. Like you, you, it just can't coexist. So I'm going to have to eliminate that thought of and just do it because I know that if I just do it, I'm going to start seeing results. So I'm tired of saying like, I'm, I'm around you. I'm tired of like, you know, if I'm going to say like, I'm going to be in a regular person, I'm going to be in a regular leader and a regular father, like my life has to look like that. So I'm going to have to do irregular things and go completely against the way that I've been living, the way I've been doing things and actually live it out. Yeah. I oh, see. yeah. You got to do it. I mean, that's, you know, with me for next year, I want to cut out anything that's not helping me reach my goals. So I'm going to uh, stay off of uh, Facebook on my phone. I'm just going to use it from a computer, you know, to get out information. I'm going to, you know, stop watching a lot of TV. So that's the big thing. Like, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing, but I'm going to cut out the stuff that doesn't matter. So I'm not going to waste time, you know, on watching and that's what i'm saying like we're a, we're a part of the decisions we make you know i'm not going to get in this habit of just sitting there for three hours and watching tv or sitting there for an hour and scrolling on facebook when i could be you know exercising i could be at the gym i could be getting things done around the house that i need to get done you know oh, yeah. we just so oh, yeah so and that's what i fall back to you're you're you know a lot of us is a part of the decisions you make so if you just scroll on facebook if you just you know, watch TV, how do you expect your life to improve? How do you expect these opportunities to come your way or if you're not out looking for them? If you're not out, you know, you know, trying to be motivated, if you're not out just trying to do something, trying to get better, you know, holding yourself accountable. How are you going to get better by watching, you know, ESPN every day, first day every morning? Nick, you remember when we used to have the shop and, um, so, you know, when we when we kind of just worked for ourselves and done whatever, we was just so used to just like being, you know, relaxed and not really worrying about certain things. And I told Nick, I was like, man, I'm just tired of wearing sweatpants and sweatshirts every day. And I was and I, I remember this uh, specifically, and I don't know why I used to tell Nick this, but I used to be like, Nick, you know, if an opportunity arises today and we're not ready for it, for it, then we're going to miss it. So I was like, you know. Yeah, it does suck, like, having to wear a collar shirt, having to dress up. But, like, if the president walked in to where you was at, would you be ready for that opportunity to take advantage of what's presented in front of you? And I'm not saying you have to look a certain type of way, but I believe that those who are prepared for the opportunity, they get more opportunities in life that come to them. Nick, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. No, I do. And I do think that changes things. So when you get up, you know, you shower, you have a cup of coffee, you get dressed. So this guy listens to he's a work he's a workout guy and he says, How you do one thing is how you'll do everything. Man, that's so it. like if you just go to work nonchalant with sweatpants on, you're probably gonna work nonchalant with sweatpants on. You know, oh, I even probably- noticed that whenever I was doing speaking engagements. That's it, Jude, when you when start I, dressing different. Man, I start dressing different, man. I feel totally different when I'm in there. In the you spoke People different. Pro- People probably seen you different too, Joe. Like yeah, you so. know, with sweatpants, you go in with that relaxed feeling. Like, 
Not anymore. I bought all kind of skinny jeans. Man, my boy. Yes. I just want to be comfortable, man. Uh, Rob, this has been months ago. Uh, and I think that's always been our excuse is like, oh, I bought you some leggings. <laughs> don't, ju- don't judge me. I'm wearing sweatpants, you know, whatever. But no, like we should rise above that. Like Because it you forces we, you to do something different and be better. And people we, don't, we don't yeah. like that. It goes against everything that we've always thought it was right or normal. So when we put something on that we're not used to wearing, it forces us to change. It's crazy because when you're living in it, like, even at my heaviest, I I would tell John, like, I ain't that big. But now when I look at pictures, I'm like, man, I, I was big. But it's like, you you live this life, like, it ain't that bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, you but was I, big, big, wasn't you, Nick? Th- no, nah, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm still Nick. Like, man. <laughs> I'm man, like, man, man, I can man. turn it on at any minute. Oh, yeah. So, Nick is, Nick, Nick's is uh, cutting out all distractions. Uh, and I want you guys to help. I want us, all of us, to hold each other accountable. So mine is, look, I want to get up at 4 o'clock every morning. So if y'all got to ask me every day if I did it until I end up doing it, then that's what it has to be. I'm also going to be, like, if I don't schedule it, then I'm not doing it. I'm going to schedule out my life because I believe that, you know, if I can take Sunday and I schedule out my week and, you know, I stick to that, I think that my life will begin to get better because of that, because of the decision I made to do that. Uh because there's no way I can you you can say, oh, well, man, I ain't got time to do this. How do you not have time to cook dinner for your family, but you got time to do everything else? If, if you schedule it right, then you'll do it. And if it's on your schedule, you will do it. And I it has to start with me. Like if I want my family to, to go a certain way, my family does what they do because of what I do. And that's that's a harsh reality of it. So if I just sit back and I'm like, man, don't worry about cleaning your room today, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Not I'm trying to be like a military dad, but I'm saying if I tell my kids to take care of their stuff, but they see me not taking care of my stuff, I'm not being a good leader. So I want I want to really like, um, man, buckle down on my schedule and really, man, making sure that I get up when I say I'm going to get up and I'm going to do the things I say I'm going to do. I'm going to be a man that that when I say I I do, I'm going to do something like you don't have to think twice about it. I'm going to do it. So, Drew, what is something that maybe you got going into this year? Because this is the last episode of 2019. Um, trying to get on my three walks a three walks a week, three 40 minute walks a week. Okay, all right, that's a good start. Um, is there a reason why, or are you just? I mean, just for cardio. For uh, me. Okay, okay. Uh, me and Drew are going to be looking into um, Nick. We're getting this program. We're going to be doing a program, getting it put together um, for the normal person, so that way we can actually give somebody something tangible that they can take and apply. Oh, I'm gonna be on it. Oh yeah, because you know, like ninety percent of Americans don't speak gym lingo, so they don't understand that. So, like, mm-hmm. we just want to be able to put something together, this package. The basic where, of basics. That's it. From regular to irregular. So, um, at point A, I want to get to point B. Tell me how to get there. And we're going to have to break it down, you know, um, exercise by exercise. Like, this is what you do day one when I first walk into the gym. And I'm super excited about that, Nick, because that speaks to the masses. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, one thing I, too... I want to tell our listeners, man, going into the new year, 
be careful what you put in your ear, man. These, you know, like I just seen last week where another rapper died, took pills, OD'd on his own Ooh. plane. Juice uh, World is was his name. World, yeah. I couldn't even oh, tell you who he was. Yeah. My lot guy found me about it. They found seventy pounds on his plane. The feds was about to raid, and I heard he took, you know, a few Percocets. But it's just crazy. Like that's the they people. They said he took like forty. They said he had forty. Uh, uh, like you know what's so crazy? Yeah. Is he always? He was the one that was always trying to like um, talk about like you know um, you know the world coming together to be a better place, and oh, yeah. you know they we need to stop all this violence and drugs. I bet they will tell you about that harsh yeah. reality. No, but I think it's I think he was being somebody who who uh he was being somebody who he wasn't. Like don't That's talk about saying. this stuff so and then like, on the flip side. Like we all talk about how broken we are. We mess up, we fail. Yeah. But like he's out here sharing this message. And I mean again, that's a whole other story. Let's just move like on. who who and that's what I just wanted to say, like going into the new year, I want to tell like who are you listening to? Who is pouring into your life? And especially if it's the music, the TV, like make sure, man, you have, you know, a first God poured into your life. And then like what what are you reading every day? What are you thinking about? What are you uh who is surrounding you? Like make sure Oh yeah, another one I want to at least Five yeah, books. Ahead. I want to read five books next year. Oh, man. I, I have a hard saying, time reading like, books. What I think about, like, New Year, New Me, like, I already implemented the Facebook thing. I've already deleted because I knew if I waited till January 1st, I, like, I, right. won't do, I won't do it. So I've already done it. I put, oh, yeah, you had to jump. I just did it, uh, uh, I think, two days ago, and I ain't been scrolling. And I actually, like, I told Rob, man, I read this book in two days because I, I, I was like, I'm not turning the TV on today. And um, I didn't scroll on Facebook. And he's like, how'd you get done so quick? Man, you're I, was a like, savage. Man, I was just, I was home with <laughs> you're it. I, look, I, you're hey, a super we, savage, bro. Hey, you can only do so much walking. My house was clean. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? And it was scroll on Facebook. or go Man, I need that energy. Give me but some look, of that energy, bro. You that, that's what, if you open up a book and you really force yourself to make that time, you'll do it. I mean, no, that's Rob, why it was, I, look, that's it was why tough, for bro. Me, Cutting out distractions is so important because that time I spent reading the book, guess what I would have been doing if I wasn't reading? Nothing. I would have been Watching sc- ESPN. Scroll- scrolling on Facebook. That's uh, it. And That's what, it. Value, and so what much, value does that bring? That's it. There's so much knowledge in that book, Jew. I would highly recommend you reading that book, The Richest Man in Babylon. Look, you ain't even got to listen to it, Jew, because if you're like me, I don't retain knowledge when I read it. I, I just I cannot remember it. My mind goes everywhere. So what I do is I put in some earphones. Um, it's actually free on YouTube. And that's another thing is you can't say, well, I ain't got money for the book or I ain't got this. You go to YouTube.com and you type in the richest man in Babylon. The audio book pops up for free. So you have no excuse whatsoever to say that why you can't read a book. You're not reading it, Rob. That's the same thing. You're retaining No, it's not knowledge. the same thing. How is it not the same thing? Nick you're listening to it. it. Nick reads it. I listen to it. We both get the same thing. Oh, okay, you got it. So how, I got so you. how are you? Don't how get you mad. Read? Don't beat me up. No, I'm just saying how you. Whatever way that you have to get it into your mind, it into into your body, and and it and it work itself way out into your life. Then do that. I don't care what it looks like. I would just say, I highly recommend you reading that book because it's it's powerful, yeah. man. I got you, bro. I'm in it. It's very powerful. All right, so. um 
any goer knows. I, I really ain't got none. Or all right. So there. last night I was burning some. I was burning some. Uh, one of those burn piles, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying like, like I have uh, some you know mansion of a house. But we paid a we paid a pretty decent amount of money for. Um, you know our house, you know. Yeah. And um, my neighbors just think it's okay just to walk up, just to, which I don't mind. But don't come up and tell me what I shouldn't be doing. Oh, talking about burning the trash. Yeah, come up, just come up and ask, say, "Hey, did you like the, the way he tried to approach me?" Was just like, but me, I always take the back seat because I don't want people to be yeah to feel threatened or feel some type of way because I'm already big and I don't want to give that, you know, that, that, that vibe off to anybody, you know, it's not as the Christians. Guy, yeah. Yeah. As Christians, that's, that's, you know, that's the stance we got to take, you know, I feel. And, um, you know, he was just like, uh, you know, you can't be, you know, you got to call the fire department before you burn that. Right. And it wasn't like he didn't come over and say, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? I'm your neighbor. I'm so and so. You know, welcome to the neighbor. It wasn't none of that. It was like, came up, shook my hand. I introduced myself, and he was like, "Hey, um, you know, you shouldn't be. You can't be burning a burn pile. You can't have a burn pile um, in your backyard without calling the fire department." I was like, yeah. oh, I didn't know that. You know, I didn't know that. I guess I'm gonna have to call him next time. Then he was, "Yeah, like, I ain't with that either." Before you tear down, you gotta, you gotta. Yeah. Me. Then he hit me with this. Was like. Um, well, uh, also too, uh, you know that uh, you're not supposed to be burning uh, anything within 100 feet of uh, of uh, of a wooded area. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, man, I, I, for, to be honest, I wanted to tell him just get off my property and go back home. Oh uh, yeah, because of the way that he approached you. That's yeah. right. Like, who are you? I'm, are you like, Smokey the Bear? Yeah. But um, I, and I could tell like he was he was like it wasn't like he was trying to like warn me. To let me know, like, hey, you could get in trouble for this. He was just like, look, you know, he was trying to give you an authority. Yeah, like, like you, like I have to get your approval. But in my head, I was thinking, I was like, man, I ain't gonna stop burning trash for nobody. Well, that's it's, what it is. A I lot paid of people, X amount of they money want a lord. House. Oh yeah, they want a lord over you. They want to have that that ruling thing of like, hey, man, look, because I think that you shouldn't be doing this. That means you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So. And I think too, he was a little upset because the smoke was uh, aiming towards his house, which I can't control that. So for you guys, if it was vice versa, what would you do? I I think that it's always you had no situations when you go talk to somebody and you don't just go talk, even if it was something that I didn't agree with. So let's make it that situation where I put myself in that situation, and it was something I didn't agree with, regardless of what it is, and my neighbor was doing something. And I go to approach them. I think that you should always go to them um, in the stance of, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, how you doing? I don't think you should just go in and try to correct somebody without first off getting to know them because that's their property. Who am I to come over on your property and tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing or saying, hey, you know. Um, Even if he would have been like, look, I want to let you know, hey, um, I got a fine a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, not trying to correct. That's a definite no, because you're not going to receive that. And what you're going to hear, yeah. even though he may be saying something completely different, 
all you're going to hear is, look, I'm, I'm telling you what to do, and you should do that, especially if he comes at you in an incorrect way. You know what I'm saying? Because it's Yeah, because you know the first thing I thought? I was like, man, I don't, I'll I, knock you, you out, I'm dude. A, I was just thinking, I was like, man, I'm going to burn all the trash I want, and I don't know who <laughs> you are. Just because, to make him mad. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. But uh, he was out of pocket. I know, it's a no. Reverend, what you he's, saying? He's definitely out of pocket. Yeah, no for me. <laughs> If he would have came up to me, I would have said, you can't burn trash. No, me, I can't burn trash. <laughs> Dude, I, would have went, I went and got all the trash. Kids, bring all the bags. Bring all the but, boxes. But, yeah, no, but I think it's, it's, it's hard because we, 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 we've spent all this time building building up our yeah, relationships. Uh, building up our relationships and, and how people see us and our reputation. And it's like, you know, I don't want people – I don't want to be known towards anybody – um, to where I've been hateful or you know, right. out of pocket in any way, shape, or form. Because I never know, what if that guy's son, uh, you know, would have been interviewing me for a job I was looking for in the future, and he said, look, you know what? I had you at this interview to go through this process to tell you I ain't giving you a job because... And I know it may How you be, talk to my dad. Yeah. No, that's right. That could be so far down the road, but I'm saying, like, we have to think about situations like that and that's, that's what it. I've learned over the past few years is playing it through. So we have to think about situations like that before we react harshly. And, you know, uh, my brother was there and a couple other people was there. Oh, man. And, you know, they, <laughs> you know they're going to throw some gasoline on it and make me feel like I'm, I'm for real Care Bear. On Trying them, to put the man. cables on you. Man, I'm Care Bear to the fullest. But, um, yeah, that's kind of the situation I had. And I was just like, man. Just stay I, above it. Just yeah, stay above it. Oh, I know. It. I, yeah, I that's that's go. that's that's what it is. Is you know we always want to stay above reproach. All right, here I got I got a real one though. You you have an emergency. You go to your bank to get some money out. And they tell you no, you can't get that amount of money out. <laughs> <laughs> Call and complain, or let it slide. You know my you know how my mind works. I'm gonna be like I'm not understanding what you're telling me. Like y'all. <laughs> Explain to me. I don't understand. You are the bank. Like, how are you telling me you can't give me my money? I gave you my money first. Yeah. Have you ever had it happen to you? You took it quick. Hey, look, I was. I never had that much money. Man, yeah, I I hear you. Man, there you go. Lying. I didn't didn't know you lied like that. It wasn't even that much money. I'm just playing. uh, Look, I'm. I knew they. I knew they did that because I took somebody in there. To give a uh, to get a um, an account, and they told him that, and I was like, "That's weird." I was like, "Man, if I give you ten thousand, you should be able to get my ten thousand right back out, right yeah. back." Man, I t- look. I'm telling you, they didn't tell me that, but let me tell you this: it it seemed kind of funny because whenever I told them, I said, uh, "Which I understand. I understand." During holidays and have to keep a certain amount in, but like for me, that's proper planning. You got to plan this stuff out. You know, people are going to be coming. It's Christmas. You're the bank. What if I? I you're the bank. So, um, but whenever I said, I said, do you not realize what I what I like? My future is for my account. Like, are we doing it right now? What What happens next year? Whenever I decide to deposit a hundred thousand dollar check, and I need to get some money out. Man, I can't like, get to those funds. And that's what you do. So you look at it. Even if it's $10, if I come, even I don't care what it is. If I hand you money, I should be able to come to it at any given time and get my money out. There should be no if, ands, buts about it. Well, they said it's a credit union and they don't keep that much money there. 
Man, all right. this stuff, but I was right. just Joe, like, where's where you where my money go? That's what I was thinking. I was like, hold on. So you're telling me I can't get my money? And then I had to go through chains of people, I had to talk to the manager. The manager had to call me back to tell me. So finally, to, I felt, that's why I felt like a little kid asking my dad for money, not knowing if I'm going to be able to get it or not to go to the movies. Never because again. I, never again. I went back there today and uh, I went back early. She's like, no, like I told you, the truck doesn't come in until this afternoon. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm so like passive and care bear on them. I didn't even, I didn't even, I'll be like, all right. So I came back, got my money out. Now I'm really thinking about, you know, I keep an account, but I'm thinking about transferring all my money in my, in my, uh, my personal and my business account somewhere else to where That's I can what go I would get do. my money when I need it. That's right. That's what I would do. Yeah. I'd be like, look, because what if it was an opportunity? They use the money. They you you know if if you take the bank a thousand dollars, they ho- they they do have that money. But what they do is they use that money for things that they want to do. And that's investing, draw, yeah. That's how you draw interest on money. If I what if it was an opportunity of a lifetime? Like let's just say you absolutely like. Uh, you know what they told me? It. What? We'll cut you a check. I Not said, it. what's that gonna do? <laughs> Buy more time? I mean. Yeah, where am I gonna go cash the check at? Yeah, man, that don't, don't settle well with me. But look, looking into 2020, um, let's see what the Reverend got, man. Give us a word for 2020, man. Just reflecting back on 2019, looking ahead. Uh, give us a nugget. If nothing it's changes, nothing. <laughs> if nothing changes, nothing changes. You better get. I like me. You know, everybody's none, on that's what I believe. Vision. Everybody's on that yeah. 2020 vision, man. And you ain't, you can't have 2020 vision. Uh, you know, if you ain't got a 2020 lifestyle, so or 2020, uh, you know, uh, work ethic, so I, I mean, I, think about that. If if you might have new year, new me, 2020 and 2021, you're gonna have same, but I'm gonna do it again this year. This is the year, it ain't gonna never be the year if you don't change your, your habits. Man, that's it. One habit at a time, man. If nothing changes, nothing changes, man. So to uh, to close out this year, it's been a blast. It's been fun doing it with you guys. I'm excited about uh, this upcoming year. I think it's going to go just um, even further, and we're going to get even better as individuals and collectively. So, man, it's been an honor doing it with you guys. And uh, thank you for all the listeners. Um, if you guys need to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, um, trust the process uh, today Bye. at gmail.com. Um, you know how to get with us, man. We're here for you guys. Um, we are looking for a sponsor or sponsors to sponsor what we're doing, man, just to kind of team up with us to see this thing get pushed forward. Um, you can get with uh, with the Reverend Nick Martin. Um, we would appreciate that. Y'all got anything before we head out? Oh, that's it, bro. Say bye, Chloe. Bye. And my baby. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. See you next year. See you next year. Peace. Peace. Trust the process. Don't rush the process.